Hello and welcome to the bonus podcast for episode 446 of Conversation Street. I am one of your hosts, Michael, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Gemma. Gemma, isn't she lovely, everybody? Hello and welcome to a listener question segment. These feel like they're getting further and further apart. I don't like this because I really enjoy some of the great questions that our listeners send in to us to, to, to share our thoughts about and be creative and imaginative about with some of them as well. Yeah, like, are Alexander and Sergey? From the meerkats, gay. Yeah, somebody did tweet us that this evening. That's very important. I don't know. I don't think they are in canon, but I'd like to think that. I, that they they, they appear in, to be in more of a same-sex really relationship in the friends. in the adverts, but in the Corrie um, skits, they seem to be more into the well, both of them probably into this uh, the the woman meerkats. Well, also they've adopted, but they have adopted the little baby one together. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that the adoption Bone agencies leg. let you. Just with your friend, adopt a child, <laughs> like it's <laughs> a hobby. But and also, anything goes. Another, there's, there's many, many little baby meerkats just crying out for homes. You in know. another advert, um, one of them went on a date with Nicole Kidman, which is cheating. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. at the very least, they're bisexual meerkats who are really good friends. For the people that want to know the answer <laughs> to that curry related question. Um, there you go. There's our thoughts about that one. So we have. <laughs> if you got... don't know how romance works in the meerkat world. They might be very open. They might be I... probably am- amorous. They're they're all just acting. They're just the <laughs> characters. They're not even called Sergey and Alexander. Right. They're called Bob and John. Yes, of course. <laughs> That's the first times I can think of. They're not Russian. No, I, I, I have to say I do think they're putting on an accent. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Well, this is about Coronation Street. This is about Coronation Street, isn't it? Well, there's not much longer we're going to be able to talk about the meerkats on Coronation Street, to be fair. So get, get the chat in while we can. No, we have got two listener questions today. And the first of them is from John, who has um, asked us um, who he thinks the Coronation Street producers made the biggest mistake in writing out slash killed off. Yes. Killing off. Killing off, yeah. This was a really good question because um, there are obviously actors who didn't want to leave who got killed off. So that doesn't answer the question. No. So they wanted to leave and they got... And uh, did not want to get killed off. Some people say, I want to leave so kill me off. Like, for example... Like Bavna Limbaccia. Yeah, who played Rana, said, I, I can't imagine the character... Of Rana leaving Kate. Well, we so can she's take. Have to well, well, let's just t- kind of take that angle first. Then, so characters, actors who chose to leave but were killed off, or any of any of these people, a mistake. Because I think uh, at the time, a lot of people said that killing off Tina McIntyre was a bit of a bad move because she was such an asset to the show. She was like a, the poster girl she's of Coronation Street for a period, wasn't she? Had lots of fans. Um, you know, good for the awards, even if it was just the sexiest female award. Um, I think in the end they just stopped doing it because it was embarrassing for everybody. Oh, that was that was. But yeah. she just kept winning. But what do you think? Was was Tina McIntyre's death a, a mistake? I I do you know what I don't. I think I remember us saying that we weren't overly fond of her. When by the time she came to leave, we weren't. Oh no, particularly we weren't. fond of her. We didn't like her affair with Peter. Um, I can't say that I I think the show is missing a Tina. Um, I think she would still be a very dominant character if she was in it, and I'm not necessarily that it, interested in her her type of character. No, but I, I think that it 
leaving the door open for her might have been a good idea because she was mm. certainly a she was certainly a firecracker and people had their opinions about her and she was she was a good actress. Well, Michelle Keegan has gone she on to do very many of, other product, of projects. Fire to the cobbles. She, oh, yeah. she has. Yeah. Um, and and maybe she was definitely a character that I was a bit sick of by the time she left. But <laughs> I, I I might be ready for another one. And also, I suppose killing off Tina McIntyre also meant having to get rid of Mark Bayliss as well. And I can't remember whether he wanted to leave. And that's Rob Donovan. Yeah, I can't remember whether he wanted to leave or whether he was, you know, a casualty of the Tina McIntyre murder storyline. And the reason that he line. left was because his character murdered Tina McIntyre. Yeah, and... And, and he he's, like, probably Tracy's one true love. Like, she, she loves Steve... But really, if if Rob was still around, she would be with Rob. They they could have gone on to be a proper power couple, it feels like. Even though she actually, in the end, dobbed him in, didn't she? She's responsible for him being arrested. They they had a real And really, that was a really important part of the redemption of Tracy's character, is um, leading the police to him, even though she loved him. Yeah, Um, yeah. So, yeah, I see what you mean. The thing is, Michelle Keegan has gone on to do so many things. Coronation Street... It feels to me like it was her springboard rather than mm. um, anyth- anything else. And I really don't think that she would come back the same way. I don't think that... Um, who, who played Dr. Get, Foster? Who played Dr. Saran, Foster, Saran Jones. Saran Jones and Grumpy Happy Valley. <laughs> Sarah Lancashire. <laughs> you know I don't know. I, mean, I don't know why you laugh at me every time. I, it's really dispiriting. Those, sorry, those characters... I mean, yeah, you don't think that they're ever going to come back, do you? I really don't think she would have come back, so I, I don't think that would, was a mistake. Would that have been okay? Who? I, was, I, was, I don't think it was a mistake Because I think that was also a really great storyline as well. It was, it they was. They could have really done that storyline with, with a different character. Yeah, there, were, there was a good few months of that. Um, what about some of the others? Like, I mean, speaking of being bludgeoned to death, Charlie Stubbs um, oh, was yeah. killed off. And he... I really enjoyed watching him on the show as well. And some people might say it was a mistake to kill him off because he was um, a, a great presence on the show. On the other hand, people say it was a mistake to kill him off because it meant making Tracy a murderer. And that's something <laughs> that they've still not been able to make peace with. And Corey seems to have swept over under the carpet. Some people still don't agree with her mm. presence in the show because of her. She She did get punished, but not too... The thing is, it, I think she kind of has paid the price for it because she went to prison. But obviously she got allowed out on Not a technicality. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, so, I... I, no, I, the I, thing think, with, I suppose the thing I with... Don't, the, go on. I was going to say, Charlie Stubbs is a character who feels like a very replaceable person. Like, the actor, I loved him. I thought he was really good. Yeah, Bill good. Ward was, was ace. But... It doesn't feel like because they've not got Charlie Stubbs, there's no way they can have a grumpy builder or an or an abusive, abusive um, man. Mm. You know, it's not like we need that kind of character, and there's a lack of them. No, he just had a real kind of charisma and yeah, charm, he did, didn't yeah, yeah. he? I think out of the you know, Corey likes to go through their villains of the year or every couple of years, and he's he's one of my favourite of the the lower key villains. Yeah, I, I think I think he had a shelf life. Yeah, I suppose a lot of villains do. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? Like, if, if he hadn't have been killed forever. off, would he have been written out? Would he have come back again? Probably not. But then maybe he could have done, because we've seen people like <laughs> Rick Nealon come back <laughs> after a little like, while. Could he come back? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, maybe. Who knows? This is the question you asked. So uh, I think, I don't know. I, I don't it, And that was a that. great 
great scene, his death scene, so yes. maybe that wasn't no, a mistake. I, I mean, there was some it's other... difficult to say that a character being killed off is a, is a mistake, really. Well, there's, there's quite a lot. I mean, I, I've, got, I've been through my list of people who were sacked and people who chose to leave that were killed off and blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, we're not, not including very... people that chose to leave and didn't want to be killed off. And, well, I don't think there's anyone that said that they... I'm not sure there's many people that said they didn't want to be killed off. I, mean, I don't know whether what, what, what Bill Ward thought about Charlie oh, okay, Stubbs being killed off. This is still part of the talking point, isn't it? Should they have been killed off? Because there's some characters, yeah, okay. some actors who left, um, who chose to leave... And the decision was made to kill them off, and that was absolutely the right one. For example, Julie Hesmanhouse, when she chose to leave, that was absolutely the right decision to kill her off. There was no other option other than getting rid of David Nilsson as well, which I wouldn't have wanted to happen. So she she was killed off for the greater good. Um, Arguably, I would say that Rana could have, you know, could have gone and come back. At I think she date. absolutely could have gone and, and come back. And I think back. it was unfortunate that too much. Uh, importance was put on to a very minority of vocal fans mm. who sort of ruined the storyline on by yeah. the way they acted on Twitter yeah, yeah. and um, think that Coronation Street sometimes uh, I think Coronation Street has now learned not to listen to vocal groups on Twitter for that very reason well we'll have to see because there, so. there hasn't been another group quite like that since no has thank there. goodness other, other characters on in the same vein like Fred, for example, now he his death wasn't a necessity in the same way that Haley's was, but I mean John Stavardon is still still going strong as far as I know, and it would have been always, it would have been nice to have thought well you know maybe Fred could have come back could he have come back for Ashley's funeral maybe but he he'd had enough of the show and I suppose when you've been you know in the biz for that long and you you've been in Coronation Street for a, a decent stint if you say I'm done. And I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't have come back. And 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 again, his death was a really kind of affecting moment. It was it was tragic, and maybe it was worth killing him off just for the 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 utter sadness of the moment. Yeah. So same with Alma, really. I mean, there is definitely something to say with going out for going out with a bang. Mm. And these characters are arguably quite memorable because of their exits. Mm. Like you've got Aidan Connor, Hayley Cropper, Fred Elliott, Alma Baldwin, Michael Rodwell, Charlie Stubbs, Ernest Bishop even, probably one of the earliest examples of that, but not the earliest, obviously. He resigned over pay, didn't he, Stephen Hancock? Yeah, he, he wanted had... there to be more equality between the pay of different actors or something or something like that. Going for the friends approach. He was kicking up a bit of a stink about it, so they, they, shot him they the chose face. to kill him off. And that was probably worth killing him off for. I, well, I, I mean, can't... it's really it's been a really integral part of Emily's backstory, hasn't yeah. it? The sort of eternal spinster, but she wasn't because she married and was very happy mm. with, with Ernest. And they had a lovely little relationship, but... Um, it's been sort of the making of her, really, because she's more of a free agent and she could um, get involved in lots of different storylines. And I think she's been she's was great as one of the old women characters because she was very unique, but it wasn't as though her personality came out of nowhere. It was years and years of crafting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so let's. What about the characters then who who were axed, which I suppose was 
maybe what John was getting at more. I suppose the classic example of that, if you go way back to the beginning, it was Martha Longhurst when they decided to kill her off. She was she's always the name that gets brought up with were Coronation Street right to kill her off and, and there's there were rumours and stories Longhurst at the time that the cast were almost you know, there was an uproar Absolutely. when it was announced that they were killing off that character. I remember reading this in um Pat Phoenix's autobiography about what they thought when uh, Lynn Carroll was was being axed and she was in 298 episodes but she was in the first four years of the show and she was part of that trio with Minnie, Martha and Ina of the three old ladies and I think the cast, well I know the cast were shocked and there was even, if you watch the scene where she dies Peter Adamson who played Len stops before he he gives the line that she's died because he genuinely thought that it was a mistake yeah, and that they would stop him. She might get a last him. minute reprieve. It's like it's not real life. It's <laughs> it's re- I and the way that they like he turns around in disgust and it's like it's not his him acting. I don't think it's Peter Adamson sort of registering his utter disbelief that they would do this. Yeah, and even even the, the writers, even the, the higher ups at Corrie admitted later on that it was a bit of a mistake. And it's sad because Lynn Carroll didn't really go on to get very many good roles. Tim well, Aspinall, thought, the producer, yeah. thought that she would, but this she is didn't what, in what, the what end. happened. It's like, oh, yeah, she'll be fine. But she was typecast because mm. of how much everybody loved Martha. Yeah. And he also, Tim Aspinall, also axed Frank Barlow, which was sad as well, because I think the actor who played him... Um, went sort of into dec- into decline after that as well. Yeah. And he was also going to axe the whole Barlow family with Ken Val and, and Albert all being gone, which would have been very weird. Mm. What a parallel universe that would be. Looking back at... So that's a bit... Going back I to think, Martha, though, do you think that Coronation Street would have really benefited, benefited from having her around? What was the, was the relationship between Ina and Minnie strengthened by the fact that there wasn't a third wheel? Because watching... Watching the older episodes, you know, the the very early ones in the early 1960s, it felt that Martha was the third one. I thought that I thought that Minnie was the third one. Honestly, it felt to me like Martha was a mo- much stronger character. She was a lot more outspoken, wasn't she? She was. She stood up to Ina a lot more, whereas Minnie was like quietly rebellious. And I mean, Minnie uh, knew her own mind, and I think she let Ina dominate her, but it was with her consent, you know. Mm. Whereas Martha was a bit more like no, no, Ina. Mm. Um, I think though I really enjoyed Minnie and Ina's relationship after Martha died, but I still would have loved to have seen what it would have been like. With it her feels right it to was, have three of them, yeah. and it's always remembered the three and the snug, thing, wasn't can't it? You? This is the thing about having three characters: is that two of them can get into a disagreement, yeah, with the other one trying to negotiate or taking a side. It's it's a much more interesting dynamic than just two. It's just it's just really interesting how those three are remembered as a trio, despite the fact that for the majority of the time, I don't time know that, if they are. I just think you keep. No, saying I think it. they are. I think they are. Everybody says, "Oh, Ina, Minnie, and Martha in the I snug." I don't know that they do. I, I think they do. And um, it, but that was just such a tiny fraction of time compared to how long Ina and Minnie, Minnie had together because they yeah. were together for another ten years or so. Crazy. Um, the thing, the person I think I'm most annoyed about, and who the person that they made the biggest mistake killing off is Dennis Tanner, and I'm still salty about. I'm, it. I am incredibly salty about that one, and because... the fact that it happened off screen as well makes it even worse. He didn't even get a dignified exit. In fact, he got a, the very opposite one of the of worst dignified exits exit of in the ten thousandth episode for all and sundry to see his urn run over by an ambulance, and all the way through that episode, 
when they were carrying him up to Blackpool to scatter his ashes. I was thinking, he's not really dead, is he? He's going to be there waiting for them in Blackpool and he's going to have a surprise comeback. And, and it was just like, no, it's even worse than that. I can't let it go. I really can't. Him. I think this was the biggest mistake of this year. But I still, if I was the producer, I would still, the first thing I would do is I would phone up Philip Lowry and, and say, what do I need to do? I'll get on my hands and knees and beg you to mm. come back because I'm sure that he, I think something happened. It feels like, I mean, Stuart Blackburn fired him and that, didn't he, back, you know, whenever it was, five, five six years ago. And that, that to me just seemed like a, a ridiculous mistake because he'd been brought back, this legacy character, yeah. love, much loved legacy character, got a Guinness World Record for the longest amount of time in between playing him. And then Corey was just like, I will marry you off to Rita and then oh, I don't know what to do with you now. Bye-bye. I, I, I would say that... I think he was really badly he, he treated. He was the doubly character. shafted. He yeah. was he was axed by Stuart Blackburn and murdered by Ian McLeod. <laughs> well, the story I, goes yeah, I'm, in I'm the show that. that he he passed away... Was it dementia? Yeah. I'm going to say, if I was the... If, I, if they said to me, right, you're the producer from now on, I would get him back and I would say, it was a ruse. He... This is the thing is, Dennis would do stuff like this. this it, yeah, exactly. Like, of all exactly. the characters who would fake their own death, yeah. it would be him. It's totally in keeping with his character. There's nothing weird about him doing it because he's such a bloody little sneaky git. And it is a soap thing to do, isn't yeah. it? We the Coronation Street. I'm we trying would to think how, about it if we were watching it. But. Would we said retcon, retcon? <laughs> or, or is it enough because we didn't see him die? I mean, it's not the same yeah, exactly. as, as Dirty Den being shot by the canal, is it? Or, or, or by the river in I EastEnders? Know. I think I'm remembering that scene right. So people that. see him die and then he comes back years later. Or or what, Bobby Ewing in the shower. I it think could have been a massive I'd, long con. Dennis Tanner is the one that I'll never accept, ever. Mm. I, it's kind of nice, you know, with your head cannon to imagine that he's still... He's still alive going out there or yeah, that over got rid in, of that in Canada with Linda May, but I don't know. Um, Rob Rob Donovan. Well, we talked about him. He's not we, dead, though. No, it's, it's axings. It's okay, writing right. out sort of axings. So what was it? I suppose we talked about him when we were talking about Tina. But yeah, I don't think he. Should, I think he'll come have, back. You know, I think it's fine to, to write him out. His character was sent down for a very long time. I can't remember how long. It was like thirty years or something like that. Yeah, well, they're probably they'll let people out because of coronavirus. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if if Coronation Street uses this as an excuse because they're not following exactly what the government's doing. And I know in some countries people are being let out of prison because of Corona. I I can't see him coming back, but I mean, he, I can. We, we've seen him. You're make weird. You have seen him make a like, few. Yeah, um, Dennis Tanner come back from the dead, and on the other hand, you're like, no, Rob Donovan was in prison for thirty years, Gemma. <laughs> you're talking idiocy. We've, we've seen a few. Well, maybe one. I can't remember whether it's two instances of him appearing in prison because he was like blackmailing Johnny at one point, wasn't he? But I, I think I really like. I think he was a, 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 he was a real asset to the show, and I, I remember that. Oh yeah, there was because there was also that bit where he escaped, wasn't he? During the, the Who Killed Ken? Sorry, who, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> who pushed Ken's story? And then people were yes. wondering whether he was involved. See, in the that thing for about Rob bit. Donovan, I'd like him to come back. It because. Tracy has changed so fundamentally as a character since their relationship. I want to see what she would do if Rob came back because they were both scallywags, weren't they? They're mm. really, really ruthlessly selfish characters. And 
I wondered whether he would change Tracy for the worse back to how she was before. Because I really, I do really like Tracy, but she's in danger of becoming a boring, anonymous... I don't remember whether he was like... Nicey, nice Properly, character. really, really nasty, evil, villainous scallywag. I don't think he... Wait, didn't I... he sh- he'd screwed over Carla that time, remember, with the fabric? Oh, yeah, I know, but that was, oh, you know, no. just brothers That's and just sisters. That's just business. <laughs> I, I, I think that teaming him up with Tracy kind of brought to the fore the the badness in him and and him in her so yeah yeah that's what i mean yeah so So i I don't know if he came out a reformed character or would he come out i don't know um the other person that i'm a bit upset that they killed off is lewis archer because i feel like there's a real unrequited love story there that i don't feel like we really had a proper proper ending to the audrey and lewis love story because the, no. the thing is it got caught up in all the the stealing the money drama and david and um nick and, yeah. uh, and stuff and it feels like audrey never really stopped to acknowledge that at the end of the day lewis really did love her and they were about to go off and live happily ever after and you can't really lose lewis with and have a happy love story ending and not lose Audrey as well. So I can mm. understand it from that perspective. But I just wish he was just like the, you know, the milk tray man, just like, like, uh, lassoing into yeah, Audrey's window was gonna in come, the dark. If he was going to come back, I would then. hope that they did a better job with him than they did in the final sting. Because he came into Corrie for, what, six months or so? And it felt like he wasn't really the Rosemary stuff very much. Was, was silly. He, he he made very sporadic appearances and then he died. And, and even after Audrey found out that he was planning to marry her and, and he didn't steal the money, I didn't feel like I didn't he feel really, satisfied. really got a proper satisfaction. Yeah. End up. Although I did enjoy his funeral. Yes, when it was, know, with said. all the women uh, fighting against each other. <laughs> is, is that what you are secretly hoping for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've also, I've, I was doing a little bit of research and trying to find out who else was axing Corrie and, and thinking, was this a good decision or not? It's, sometimes it's very difficult to find out who axed and who left and sometimes the actors People are a little are a bit. People are discreet, aren't they? Yeah, That's probably but, for the best. Yeah, but I mean... But so, we want to know the real... Gossip. I mean, the the the, the main axe man on Coronation Street that a lot of people be, will will bring up is Brian Park back, you know, ninety ninety seven, and he killed off Derek Don. Well, Derek was killed. Don was killed. Um, Andy McDonald was sacked. Maureen Holdsworth was was sacked. Or the you know, well, Sherry Houston was sacked. But do you not mean? not renewed their contracts yeah yeah basically basically because you said earlier who else did you say was sacked well, it's, earlier it's it's axed isn't it Sack, the sackings are the you different you said somebody the, else was sacked the, the sackings are the 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 mark um um what's his name yeah he, he played um he played no no who yeah mark anwar that was an axing yeah but who else did you say was axed earlier i don't remember didn't really Sacked, you, you didn't mean to say that. No, I don't remember. I don't remember. Because there's only a very few people who have had their contracts severed. Yeah. And, um, and those are for very specific reasons. Yeah, who played Tommy Duckworth again? Can't remember what his name was. Chris Fountain. Chris Fountain, yeah. Bruno Langley, obviously. Um, well, uh, Peter Adamson himself was sacked in the, uh, in the early 80s, wasn't he? So with all of those, it's like, yeah. Was it? Was what, the guy who played, played Fred G? He just didn't... Turn up and who was that other actress? He was just like, I'm going. That was Sandra Goff. That's it. That's Sandra that Goff. Yeah. So she, they weren't. Act. She's sacked herself. <laughs> She's sacked herself. But yeah. So out of Brian. So the, yeah, those the ones who were sacked specifically are ones who did things be, 
off screen yeah. that, that Coronation Street. Okay, couldn't... the people whose contracts were not renewed yes. by Brian Park, then Derek, Don, Andy, and Maureen, and they were all pretty big characters. Watching the nineties Corrie at the moment, Andy does seem to be, you know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and and I'm not surprised that he went. Maureen was better with Reg, I thought, and after Reg left and she was kind of she was kind of to and fro with Bill for a bit, but she's she's not been as good, but I I I think that she could have had more in her. I, I think that Maureen and Maud were still pretty fun to watch, to be honest. Don I've still been loving. Um and, and Derek as well. I mean, that that was the biggest furore that was caused that that when Peter Baldwin was was um, had his contract not renewed, which is the correct term. But equally, Thelma Barlow had said that she was going to leave anyway. So, if he had been kept on, he'd have been on his own. And I don't think that Derek without Mavis would have been any near anywhere near as good. So at least he went out still a very beloved character rather than somebody who you know lost their their other half (laughs) and left lost their other half and then and then petered out so uh, it's difficult to say i mean a lot of these axings on the list here or or the non-renewings um looking back at them it's like maybe that was the right decision the mortons the masons um vernon all of the, those characters Kim Crowther got rid of and, and I don't think I'd miss any I miss any of them um, Rini Bradshaw yeah fine get rid of her um, Tommy and Angela Harris um, Bev I, I, lots of these characters that are gone I'm just thinking I don't I can't say that I missed them looking at looking at the list maybe maybe Claire and Ashley could have had the potential if they'd kept them on for a bit longer what do you think it's difficult to know without knowing what what stories would would have been planned for them you know yeah. i mean i remember i remember being upset when maddie died because i thought that the actress was great and the character had potential and i thought she was going to leave yeah amy kelly wanted to go yeah so that's that is a shame that she was killed off because she could have come back because you know, the thing older is and wiser. like she, yeah, she wanted to go and travel and stuff, and I just imagined her going off and broadening her horizons and then coming back. Yeah, what did you what did you think about Ashley and Claire? I liked Ashley and Claire, but obviously once Ashley died, I could, that Claire couldn't have survived. Claire on the couldn't show have survived on her own without it's, her. It's without a shame, him. and they were already. The thing is, they were already going to go to France, weren't they? They'd already decided to leave. They had, but the only street. reason that they, the characters made that decision is because. Bill Collinson, the producer, yeah. had decided okay. he was going to get rid of them. I, <laughs> yes, I, yes. I think maybe Ashley was not as strong as he once was, and with Fred not around anymore, maybe he'd lost what. Like I was just saying with with Derek, really, it, it's really it, it's very hard to argue with a lot of these axings. That was Street, a mistake. It's such an such an an ensemble show and if constantly evolving. That sometimes when somebody's left, you look back and you're like, yeah, I can't imagine the show with them now because it's kind of like a piece of dough and it, you, you know, you put a raisin in it and it sinks, you know. There's, mm. it, things get swallowed up and kind of the edges get knocked off of things. Yeah. I, I, I st- with, with a few exceptions, I think that, you know. Right decision. The right decision. Like I said... I really, really am mad about Dennis. He, he, Mad- he's Maddie the one that felt that's... like a mistake because she was a good actress. Um, 
What about can you what, can you think of any characters that um that were killed off off screen like after the character has left that you think no I wish that they hadn't killed them off I think you haven't you said that about Elsie before I am so I'm another yeah I mean the Tanner family has been obviously so she's, she she could never come back yeah Patricia Phoenix died in the eighties didn't she yeah. so there's there's no there's no reason to keep I mean there's no way to bring her back like you said. You could never have. You could never just hire somebody to play no. Elsie Tanner, but you. Do, I don't know what the point of saying that she died was. Like is is Ina died? Is Ina dead? I mean, I don't think it's Hilda's been not dead. Hilda's definitely not dead. Um, and and I think that they need to have some kind of closure for Hilda. I don't know if they do because the closure that they gave to Elsie was also a bit kind of like. Why? Why have you done that? Mm. I mean, it was kind of a. I've, you know a, a kind of a Hollywood movie star ending of like driving off the side of a cliff with your husband in the car mm. sort of thing but it's a really sad and tragic because Elsie left to go to be with a man that she wasn't really sure that she loved but she thought she could make a new life and he loved her they and had a nice exit they did have a really too. nice exit and then to think that it all ended in pain and sadness and Sure, she didn't feel a thing. You know what I mean, though. We didn't need to hear that. We could have heard anything. Literally, if you could, if you could say anything, yeah. why would you say that? I wish that they hadn't killed off David Barlow, having watched him in from, in from the sixties this year, and, and know, he and Irma went off yeah. to Australia. And but and... then Irma would have not come back. Well, I'd... I think Irma was quite fun. Uh, she, she, oh she yeah, didn't Irma, need, Irma, she Irma didn't was need great. David. No, but I, I did really I like David, what... and the fact that Ken's still going 60 years later yeah. main, means that David could have been a part of the story of yeah. Coronation Street for all this time. But Had, the thing I mean, is... Alan, Alan Rothwell, is it? Rothwell, I can't remember, I, I think his name is still... Is he? I think he's still I don't alive. know. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'd rather have Irma than Oh, David. yeah, definitely. And definitely. I think that as soon as Irma had a baby on the show, I'm not sure how that would have affected her character, because... She had the baby in Australia, didn't she? We never actually yeah, got David. to see the baby. Not David, um, what's his name? Forgotten. What's the baby's name? I can't remember, yeah. Probably something like uh, Bartholomew or something really no. old-fashioned. <laughs> um, anyone else? Any other... Any, I, I, I think basically my answer seems to be not, not very many mistakes looking back on it, but then you never know what could have been had they kept the characters think, in there but the one the that's annoyed is, me the most in recently like you has been has been Dennis I think the point is if it were if it was a mistake writing any of these people out they they managed to cover their tracks really well mm. I think that's the point isn't it yeah because it's not really whether you the character's there or not it's what you do with the character what mm. you do with the storyline and how you write them out and how you recover and whether you have anybody who's like that character or if you can fill the gaps or yeah, yeah. and there's, there's nothing nothing's shaken the core of Coronation Street so badly that you know people start to question whether it's ever gonna be the same again and I know that there was a lot of high profile people leaving weren't there when we had we lost quite a lot of young ladies oh, a couple of years ago yeah and um everyone was saying oh no what's gonna happen now i think we're all right the, yeah exactly the, the, the wheels keep on turning keeps getting bigger and bigger anyway well yeah exactly i mean there are certainly lots of people right now who maybe should be on the acting list and, and there hasn't been there haven't been very many actual 
actings, mass, mass cullings for quite a long time, actually. And many people would say, well, there, there are definitely characters that should, that should be shown the door, but Corrie just keeps on going, keeps them on. I mean, if you also if you're a smaller talk about cast, I definitely think would be would beneficial. be a benefit for the show at um, the moment. If you're talking about characters that have left, that really feels like they had an unfinished business, and I or and or I would like to see them back. Two obvious ones that spring to my mind are Henry Newton, which you know we love Henry. Hashtag bring back Henry because why the hell would you get rid of him? And why? I mean, he's he's better off out of that mess with Gemma, to be honest. But um, and Andrea. Yeah, I remember yeah. Hayley Timadjian being really sad that she had to go. She was a casualty of Craig Charles wanting to leave, wasn't yeah. she? And they, it's because those two actors are so genuinely nice. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I really enjoyed their characters because they were bubbly and fun and they, they gave something different and interesting that Coronation Street doesn't didn't have yeah. before. Who, would you want to say who you might want to axe at the moment no. if you were the producer? No. Oh, is Why not? Wait, what are you going to say? Oh, well, I mean... Oh, I'll get it rid of Ollie. <laughs> Just been lying around all this, all these months, yeah. Um, I don't know, I don't know. There, there, there's some obvious candidates, like, I mean, what what is Izzy doing at the moment? Lots of people say, what what purpose does Sean serve in the moment? But, but I mean, he's, he's got a story coming up, which is okay. Um, there, there's, there's just so many characters... There's, there's there's lots that could be axed at the moment. To be I mean, honest. there are people there that if you said they'd left, we wouldn't necessarily even know. Yeah, and Brian and Kathy. Yeah, have they left? No, they haven't. But if you told me they had done, I would go. Oh, yeah. That explains why they're not in it. Mm, mm. Okay. It's a shame because there's we we say this again and again and again. They are so good at casting. They've got so many talented actors. They've got so much potential. And I, I think that sometimes it feels... <laughs> they feel like they're hoarding, like hoarding all these characters, kind of like what I do with like ingredients and, and um, plates. Like, I might need this, I might need this. But if you, if you store everything in a cupboard and you never get it out, what's the point of having it? Exactly. Okay, I think we're I think we're done with this one. Analogies. De- Derek is not Derek. What's his name? Dennis. Dennis of. is our massive. Derek is our is our main biggest, answer. Uh, Martha Longhurst is the classic answer. <laughs> uh, but really, my answer is it seems to me like a lot of the axings. I can looking back, you know, looking back on it is like yeah, that was kind of the right decision, and the show keeps on going. Mm. And and there isn't. There isn't Nobody's anybody bigger that's bigger than, than, the, than show. the show. Yeah. Okay, right. We have got on our next question, which is quite an exciting one. This is from Rebecca, Rebecca P, um, who um, wanted to know about... Um, it's the time with the 60th, this one. So I thought it was a, we kind of had to do this this week because it's coming up very soon. She says, Imagine ITV has asked us to write, to mastermind a special one-off Coronation Street feature-length production to be released in cinemas to coincide with the 60th. I'm glad you said mastermind and not write, because I don't want to be involved in writing or <laughs> producing any of this. It's too You've got total creative control to go in any direction you like, so it can be literally anything. Documentary, spin-off, standalone, special episode of the show, Doesn't live broadcast canon. of a stage production, canon or non-canon. Right. Money is no object, there's Fantastic. no restrictions on casting, and they're even willing to give you access to their top Secret super new hologram <laughs> technology if you want to include people who have died. 
Wow. What do you do? What do I do? Well, the first thing I do... Are we going for silly or serious answers here, Gemma? Can we not just give as many answers as we want? Okay, mixture. Go on. The first thing I'm going to do with unlimited budget is um, write myself into the show as some kind of heiress who then invites everybody on a special trip. So we've had loads of standalone DVD episodes of, of the show where they go to exotic locations like yeah. South Africa or uh, Las Vegas or whatever. So I think I'm going to take everybody to Japan because I want to go there on a holiday. Mm. And with the unlimited budget, we're all going into a luxury hotel where we will do lots of filming from our rooms where we can relax and eat delicious food. Obviously, we're going to be there to visit Rosie. Mm. And I don't care what the plot is because I'm getting a free holiday out of it. <laughs> so is the idea of the big budget, is that the main draw for you and the, and the things that they could do with, in the, that example, with the money? In that example, it is just a an excuse to go on holiday. Okay. <laughs> and I'll pick whoever's nicest to me in the cast <laughs> to what, come with me. What else do like what else do films use their budget for? It's mostly like, Isn't it like special talent? effects and marketing as well, I suppose. Well, a lot a of it goes on it. marketing and a lot of it goes on like big big budget hiring people. So what about um just hiring some real big Hollywood movie stars to to do cameos? See, I don't know whether I'd like that. I I think that if, in my head, if I was going to do something, I'd, it's really tough. I'd want something that didn't feel like, you know, a cheap way to get bums on seats at the cinema. I think the, I think the thing is, you look Michael, back and go, oh, that was just, it didn't add anything to the canon because it was just, it was just silly excuse to get, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio on the screen. I think we're um, being a bit like a kid would be if you were to say get whatever you want like just because you say the budget is no object doesn't mean you have to spend a billion pounds <laughs> well i did find that the big... but i just want to say um i think if you were to say oh yeah let's just hire a bunch of really famous actors that would be a, obviously a really like massive kick in the teeth to people who are in the show now mm. you i wouldn't want they'd, to do they'd that be overshadowed and if it's well, yeah, it'd be like you're not good enough to be in the in the tv show about about the show that you're in yeah. so we're gonna hire blimmin patrick stewart and nicole kidman but what i have said before in the past is hiring hollywood movie um script writers or um movie directors or um, like short story writers or some somebody really famous, like a really famous writer to come in and do a standalone episode or a spin-off. Well, can we like, get Coronation Street directed by Quentin Tarantino, please? A Quentin Tarantino episode. or <laughs> Just tying in with our axing. Yeah. That would certainly thin the numbers out, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't it? Um, or say like Stephen King does like a, like a short, uh, like a film. Or um, I can't think of anybody else. <laughs> Oh, Michael Bay <laughs> comes and blows the street up. That's well, what I would do. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Yeah, and at the end it's... Twist, twist, twist. Uh, uh, it's actually set in the South. What? <laughs> All along, they've lied to me. This is set in Hampshire. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I, if I was... I've, I've always... I mean, I said it's a kick in the teeth. To the to the actors, if you say, oh, to make this special, we're going to hire proper people that are famous. But it would be the same thing to the writers and the directors to sort of well, say, yeah. well, we're going to bring in some special I think, talent. I think that if I was going to have a 60th anniversary thing that was an episode, a special episode, I'd want it to still stick this to its roots. This is going in the cinema, though. 
Yeah, yeah, I know, and and, and there are issues there, but I, I wouldn't want a whole load of extra new cast. I wouldn't want it to be they go on location. I think something celebrating the 60th, to me, needs to have the main cast um, set largely on the street or in Manchester, at least. Maybe they can do something... You know, in in the city, shut shut down the city for the day. Maybe could they? How much would it cost to say <laughs> right? Close down Central Manchester. I don't think very let's much. Let's right have now. some Coronation Street set there. I think that might be quite cool. But equally, the the other thing that I'm thinking of with the budget is going back to my idea that I had at the beginning of the year of giving a natural disaster spend the money to completely, you know, send a tornado through the street, tear it to bits, demolish Tornadoes the aren't visually arresting. It's just people's hair blowing around. It is. You saw that episode of Desperate Housewives. Well, they were just hid in a basement. You can't there hide were... in a basement in England. There were, bits when it was, there were bits when it was outside. Carlos got hit on the head with a fence post. They could have something like that happening. Spoilers. I, I, would, I, would quite, I, I would like that to happen one day have a big 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 budget special effect thing oh yeah yeah with a natural disaster just because it feels a little bit a little bit different um in the uk and not not completely out of the question i know we don't have that many tornadoes in the uk it's somewhere between massive floods or less than one and and zero yeah but never mind it's not i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's out of the realms of possibility i think you have them in manchester and and compared to all the other you know suspension of disbelief that we have with the various you know murders or whatever on the show I i think i could i could enjoy that at the moment in the uk the itv is running a series of adverts about is it to do with climate change and things. Oh, yeah. And one of the idents that they use is Coronation Street with windy weather in the background, and it's called Catastrophe Street. And it's like, if we don't stop throwing away plastic, we're going to all die, and this is what it will look like. But unfortunately... I was looking at it going, oh, that looks really cool. I wonder what this is. (laughs) Look, Michael, look. And it's like, no, it's just a warning about the consequences of our rampant consumerism. Just turn it over. Mm. I suppose if if we wanted to, thinking about special effects again, if we wanted to tie it in with what's going on at the moment, I'd think, do we use it to make something out of this sinkhole which appeared for one episode? I thought you were going to be like, let's do Contagion, but on Coronation Street. Make, make something of the sinkhole which was it seems to me this was planned a long time ago and it feels like they were going to do something more with the sinkhole See, like, I think there is still more to come there's got to be surely if or do they build this block of flats knock down the maisonettes and actually knock up raised tower building yeah, but this is, you're talking about an episode uh, a feature length episode to go in cinemas that this is you the problem, isn't it? You can't get too much plot in a, in a movie, which is based on a story that's been established sixty years ago. No, I'm going to say if you're talking about sinkhole stuff, this is where I'm going to bring Stephen King in to write a story about some evil, eldritch, unknowable horrors that live in the center of the earth that come crawling out and start to murder residents of the street. If if they were going to go that like this, would we now want a now possible cinematic death for Jeff. And we've said all along, we don't want Jeff to die. But if he was able to have the most dramatic <gasps> cinematic death that Coronation Street has ever done, would we say, yeah, go on, you're, you're going down, Jeff. I'm down that sinkhole. Envisioning um, an evil, like, long, sticky, pale, dead-eyed monster with big claws 
crawling its way from the depth of the earth out of David's sinkhole to scuttle along the street and grab and eat Jeff just like the T-Rex eats the lawyer in Jurassic Park. There we go. That would be satisfying for the six year. <laughs> I've all, I also... I've also thought of what's going on at the moment. And then Ray goes, well, I'm keeping this 40 grand. Thinking of what's going on at Coronation Street at the moment, I also thought of a couple of other potential storyline plot twists. For example, I think that Billy could just blow up the Archdeacon's house because he is so... doesn't want to live there. Right, right. And and so he just blows out. So you could have a massive house explosion. How about... You could have... What? From from the sinkhole, a, a gas main is burst, okay? Mm. But it's not a normal gas main. It's carrying some toxic chemicals that the the government's just hiding in Manchester because they hate hate the North and mm. want everyone to suffer, which seems pretty much how the government's acting now. So they're just siphoning off poisonous gas up, up to, to Manchester and it's like a psychogenic, hallucinatory, weird thing that makes people go crazy. And so everybody on the street, like, breathes it in and then they just go crazy and do whatever it is that they secretly have always wished that they could do so I mean Shona's been breathing this in for a while now but <laughs> suddenly everyone else is getting a big hefty is that why she's ball. like that it's seeping out the sinkhole yeah I think it is and so Billy's like screw this come on Paul get in the car we're gonna go blow the archdeacon's house up and then other people you know like like Alia just like gets a knife and stabs Jeff to bits and then <laughs> chops him up into pieces and makes a nice uh, Nihari <laughs> Thinking of going in the car, I was also thinking that maybe Peter could get into get into a car drunk to take time with the current story and cause a massive pile up. I know it's a bit Emmerdale-y, but they could they could top the hot and bypass crash. I think possibly, um, maybe they could have Scott escape from prison and he and Johnny like rob a Las Vegas casino. It'd be quite cool together to to see that they have a whole Ocean's Eleven sort of thing, uh, or maybe Dev sends Asher up to his new shop on the ISS just to try and get her away from Corey and actually have Coronation Street in space. Or maybe they could use the big budget just to actually find a cure for mitochondrial <laughs> disease. That's and a bit then sad. Oliver is cured of it after a you know a bit of fourth wall breakage and and they'll live happily ever after. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. That would be nice if that happened. Um we we we're kind of still going around the idea of this being an actual episode the the problem with a cinema release of something is it's got to be something that can play for x number of weeks so it's like yeah good point it or, or is it like friday's episode ends with this cliffhanger it, there's going to be another episode on monday and you have got to go to the cinema this weekend to see the episode that's in between would it just be a short run well this is the trouble that happens with anime movies in japan because they're big draws and they get big budgets and they have better animation but the plot's always a bit lackluster because they can't fundamentally change anything it's more like a side quest mm. that that where when you end up everything is as it was before because it needs to seamlessly transition back into whatever point of the anime you're going to pick back up yeah. from. I suppose the DVD releases for Cor- the Coronation Street have done in the past have been a bit like this because all of them have been about characters going off to different places and in, in the show they have gone off. Ray, Roy and Haley went off to um, Romania so they were able to release this DVD and you could watch that whenever you want really. Um, same with the Las Vegas one, same with the QE2 one. You, you didn't necessarily have to rush to go and see it as soon as it was released. But then a lot of those DVD releases haven't been very well received. We've we've watched a handful of them, haven't we? And none of them have really made us go, 
oh, that that was amazing. They need to do more of these, because, but partly because it's a a small cast, somewhere new. And like I was talking about earlier, a special a Coronation Street special to me doesn't necessarily need to be set away from the street. I don't know. Do, I know what you mean. Well, when... I, 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 it has to be good. I, I, I don't want to avoid the same bad feeling that the DVDs have got. When the initial idea came up, the, the question, I immediately thought of the things that we keep saying about um, and, and doing something along the lines of Road to Coronation Street or something like that, but set in the world. So Road to Coronation Street, you could make that, you could have made that into a film if you wanted to, mm. put it in the cinema. Yeah. Um, and that was felt like it was over too soon because we watched it again earlier this year, didn't we? And it was, it was an hour, just under an hour. And by the time we reached the end, it was like that that hour has flown by, and it feels like they could have made this at least at least feature length. And we're, if we're talking about feature length, we're going anywhere between you know one and a half hours and three hours. Yeah, and, and these that days. for three hours would have been amazing. And the the other idea I've got along the same lines is like I'd I'd really be in, quite interested to see a life story of William Roach, like a, a cinema William the, Roach. Yeah, William Roach. William not, Roach, not Ken. No, William. Uh, no, actual yeah, okay. behind the scenes. Checking. Coronation Street is already the story of Ken Bala. I'd, I'd be, I would find that quite fascinating to be, you know, like a Forrest Gump style film that is a life story of him from when he started to now, and it takes you through the sixty years of Coronation Street, just jumping about, and, and it's it's partly about the show, but it's mostly about William Roach and what he was getting up to and his reaction to things and when he was maybe going to get sacked in the 60s by Tim Aspinall, what was, what was, and, and you know, it's stopping off at key areas in Coronation Street's history. Then you got the bit when like he was having his battle with the son who said he was boring in real life. I, I, I would find that a really interesting <laughs> angle to look at the story of Coronation Street through the eyes of the actor. Okay. Who has been in it all this time. Right. Yeah, or yeah, even I think better it's a, if there yeah. was something like you know a, a TV series like The Crown because that's looking at the Queen from when she was they a princess so up do, to modern day. They could totally they could do so that. Do a, 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 the Crown version of Coronation Street, the, like the early years and all the stuff they used to go up to. What all the characters, what all the actors were like in real life? Because I, you know, you yeah. take artistic licenses quite a lot of them because a lot of them are dead. <laughs> um, but I can imagine. Ooh, what would you call I mean, it? even just doing even just doing a movie about Pat Phoenix's life would have been would be amazing because her life was incredible. Mm. I'm almost erring towards preferring something like that than an in canon story for Coronation Street, just because my experience of those on the, with the DVD specials has not been good, and also, like I was saying earlier, it's it's got to be able to slot neatly into being to to watching the show. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that I said um, is something that we've spoken about many times on the podcast that we'd like is a wartime Coronation Street movie. Yeah, I, I, I've written Young I've Helder, written young Ina, younger Ina, <laughs> Elsie and, and Steve. I think a, a wartime story, but but through the eyes of early Coronation Street characters. You, I mean, I'd, I'd prefer if they weren't totally, you know, stuck to canon as much as... I'd rather it was a really good movie. And then at the end you went, oh, wow, and to think of all the adventures yet to come mm. for those characters. That, to me, feels like more of a TV thing. 
No, it depends on what why. the plot. It depends on what the plot would be. It has to be a very thing about a movie is it has to be pretty simple. It has to be a very simple, like you know, one thing's happening with maybe two side plots, and then there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. You can't, you can't like weave a ongoing tale like you know doing mm. the story of Ken of um, William Roach's life or whatever necessarily. But then if you think about stuff like Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody, they managed to fit quite a lot into those films. Yeah. What about a musical? What about a stage play and musical? I mean, they've already done Coronation Street musicals, haven't they? Yeah, I just, I don't, I, I don't like the idea of something that's tacky and cheesy. How can you say it's tacky? Which that would be. How could I'd you? I'd want it to be something that really, you Michael know, lives Zala up to Corrie's... Michael Zala Land wasn't tacky. I'd want something that properly celebrates Corrie's history, something that would be, like, properly good and not just, I'm going to go and see this just for a laugh, which is why... I wouldn't want it You're to be. Rude. I wouldn't want it to be something that was non-canon, you know. Like, let's go and watch Parallel Universe Coronation Street, or or let's go and watch um, all of the Curry villains from across the years all come together for a massive <laughs> battle royale style, you know, shootout and yeah, last villain standing. I like. It's funny to talk about it, but if they were to actually, actually, actually do something, I'd want it to be serious and then either canon or like i said i i think I've, i think i like the idea of the will william roach documentary i wouldn't want it to be a doc- <laughs> i don't know not how to- many people you're gonna get to come to see this film. well i don't know how many people you're gonna, you're gonna, gonna have actually to- get to see any coronation street feature length you're gonna have to be like cinema, to be fair yeah i know this is yeah this is the thing <laughs> Uh, but not... but you know we have got the marketing budget haven't we yeah that's true if we've got somebody good behind and it there's no way you can flop if you've got a big marketing budget <laughs> I had also had an idea which is like a weird crossover between Coronation Street and Doctor Who mm. where Elsie Tanner Ina Shovels and Annie Walker are companions to the Doctor and they come to modern day Weatherfield and just like for an hour and a half just go, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and Ian is like, why is everybody living with each other? They're not married. So is, is this using this special secret hologrammatic technology? Yeah, that, uh, once I found out that question. I can use this special hologrammic technology, I, I was all for... I, I was kind of thinking that I would maybe use that to bring back characters whose actors have died but the characters haven't going back again to what we were talking about earlier so if they were going to do a special episode do they have hilda come and visit the street now that jean alexander has died but this would be a chance to bring her back yeah i have to say i do have a massive um issue with what they do with um like how they brought back was it grace kelly and oh no wasn't it? it was, Didn't uh, they do it with Princess Leia? Um, the actress. Yeah, they did the they they did computer generate Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, um, younger for a movie, but also for the adverts for the chocolate adverts, Audrey Hepburn. Oh yeah. I really think that is so disrespectful. I can't I can't with it. It really upsets me. I don't know who signed off on this, but I just think it's like it feels like somebody's trapped your soul inside an evil machine for all eternity. I think you're being that sounds cool at a time, but then when you look back, it's at so it, macabre. It's like go, re- re- reanimating someone's corpse to sell chocolates. Yeah. Just not very nice. Um, but you know, 
it, this hologrammatic technology has obviously been signed off and everybody agrees it's completely wholesome and wonderful and there's no objections and annoying people like me <laughs> sticking their oar in to complain about stuff. So, yeah, that, that I think that would be quite fun. And also those three too. I think Elsie Tanner, Ina Shabbles and Annie Walker to me are like... It, you can add Hilda in, but those three, if you're going to go back to the beginning of Coronation Street, they're the three. They're the three you'd have, want to have coming. And, and especially considering how annoyed they are always with one another i think the dynamic between those three women would be quite fun yeah just to time watch travelers. yeah and the doctor would probably not be able to handle them speaking of the doctor that that was another big um thing that we saw for the that was doctor who's 50th anniversary wasn't it they had that day of the doctor episode that we went yeah. to the cinema to see and that yeah, was a that was a big event again that worked for, for doctor who because they'd finished the series and then there was a gap and then they had that 50th anniversary episode in the cinema and then there was a gap again. So maybe they'd have to do something like that to Coronation Street, literally. Yeah, stop, stop production. It, stop production. Say, <laughs> right, you have got two months this cost to us watch this This cost million, pounds, so you've got to stop and watch it. Yeah, and then we're going to come back again in two months. And at least then, that way, when the, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know what would happen in the film because let's say like there's a bit in the film where is a character going to die you think well I know they're not going to die because I've seen in the TV mags for next week they're still alive <laughs> but if they literally stopped production of Coronation Street for two months and there were like no spoilers leaked or whatever you'd be going then there thinking anything could happen anything so maybe, maybe there's an idea what I mean Rebecca also suggested things like a documentary or um, a broadcast of a stage production with any of those sound good they to you they don't appeal to me really they don't to me either for documentaries I mean they're, we're they're already, already in the anniversary them, yeah. week got the queens of the street and this other 60 years we're already getting two big feature length documentaries I don't need to go to the cinema to that and, it, no, and they I, are made up of clips we've seen before yeah, I feel like it'd be a waste it'd be a waste of time and also I really I still think that they haven't properly properly done a store, d- proper documentary about how Coronation Street was made and how it came to be and like they've they've talked about it and they've played clips and they've had little anecdotes and snippets and stuff but I want literally like a 10 part documentary about explaining everything to do with Coronation Street and like here here's Tony Warren this is what happened this is what he did this is what his people said this is who he was you know what I mean I wonder yeah is, I mean this is where, the road to Coronation are. Street covered a lot of yeah, that yeah it didn't a... really though and, and like and it was less than an hour mm. here we are at the navigation inn this is where he wrote the original script this is this you know this is where he lived this is his house this is where Pat Phoenix lived this is her her childhood house this is what she grew up like this is her story this is you know we we know I know snippets and stuff but I really feel like there's so much that is not all collected together on one spot you can you can kind of create the story yourself by reading you know reading watching clip shows reading people's blog autobiographies reading memoirs of producers and stuff but it's never collected anywhere in like one big comprehensive actual story about coronation street Mm. and i like like archive footage of them appearing as the actors places because they were always going to open open places you know and, and appear as special guest stars and is there footage of that is there footage of people swamping um you know Pat Phoenix I want to see I want to see what where Annie Walker's uh what's her name Doris Speed Doris Speed's um what where her um house was 
who was it? Which I've forgotten who it was. One of them had a had a bungalow and she had to like change the layout of it because people kept looking through our windows. I can't remember. You know what I mean? Like here we are in this is the village where so and so. You know. Yeah, but yeah, I'd like to see that, but not not as a big. If if I'm going to see something at the cinema. I want it to be cinematic. I want it to be epic. I want it to have you know, the filmic look. I want to have the Curry's best script writers all collaborating together on it. I want Matt Hilton directing it. <laughs> um, but I, I think, you know, having talked through all the options, I, I'm sticking with my idea of my life of William Roach. <laughs> I don't but it's not really about him. It, it's, it. it's not really about him. It's about the story of Coronation Street through the eyes of William Roach over the uh, years, I would find that really interesting. And I, and I think it would be respectful to the programme and it would be about... It would be a, a new way to revisit the same old sell. Coronation Street scenes and stories and everything that we've seen all over the year. Oh, and it wouldn't just have to be about the Ken that story. But that, that's, that's, that's my answer anyway. Well... Have you got one, anything that you're, you're settled on? Um... I just want that, yeah, just do like a really cool war story. Uh, I suppose, the other thing as well, I've thought just lastly, I was thinking, you know, we said about Curry stop production for two months well, so you can go and see it. What <laughs> if it was something that marked the end of Coronation no! Street? So Coronation Shut Street has been mouth. a serial for 60 years. They've, they're stopping it. They're saying this is it. And there is going to be this, the, the big, like, like with Downton Abbey, oh, end yeah. it with a film. They didn't end it with a film though. Okay, and the film this... was after this had all happened. Yeah, okay, well, you know, I'm sure there's yeah, other, other examples like that as like, well. Yeah, I've never seen Downton Abbey before. But then sometimes those things. Uh, Downton Abbey the movie was great, but then absolutely fabulous the movie. Was, eh, not rubbish. So great. Yeah, Down, Downton Abbey the if movie. You want to know how worked, Street ends. I went to watch it, going, "This is going to be crap," and it was amazing. Yeah. So, I, but honestly, I do think I hate to say this, but. Anyone going to watch a cinematic Coronation Street experience will probably be going in with the mindset, this is probably going to be crap, but I'll just see what it's like. Well, if they if it was the last beat of Coronation Street, then I think we could trust them to pull out all the stops and make but, it an amazing can you job. Imagine, can you imagine you're like, it's like when you went to go see the final Lord of the Rings movie and they're like, right, if you want, just in case you wanted to... We're going to recap the first two movies before we screen this one at midnight. So you can come and watch, like at six o'clock in the in the evening, and watch the first two movies before the third one. You'd be there for like sixty years. So we're just going to catch you up on because <laughs> you really need to know this you need is to important, know the otherwise you just won't get. Yeah, you won't yeah. get why we hate Michelle. <laughs> I think we're done. I think I think we've come up with a few good ideas I, there. I think, I think they're leaving a bit late if they actually want to do this in time for the 60s. Listen, Michael, if they're giving us all the budget, then we I'll, can make it happen. I will next, make anything happen with unlimited money. <laughs> um, I yeah, I still think that the um, everybody goes to Japan. Okay. So that I can go to the the higher. Go again. And rescue Rosie. And we're going business. No, we're going first class. Okay. <sighs> well, as always, listeners, do please write in and let us know what you think. Have you got any better ideas than us for spending I doubt this it. hundred million dollars you think you can spend to make a cinematic Coronation Street experience of the sixtieth anniversary? Or who do you think was the biggest mistake for the characters who killed character, off or right out? What about if the character wins the lottery? <laughs> oh my god, it would be Gemma. No, forget it. <laughs> We're done. We're, I think we are finished for the night. That was our bonus podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening. Do write in to conversationstreet yes. at gmail.com. 
Podbean, no, no. conversationstreet at gmail.com. Do you want to share any of your thoughts? <laughs> or any of the many other ways that you can gmail. contact us? And Twitter, um, don't Facebook. forget to check out our other podcast this week where we talk about all the uh, harrowing the, hospital things that have been going scenes. on. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's Wednesday evening as we're recording this, so we don't know exactly what's happened on Friday, but um, things were looking bleak the yeah. last time we watched the something. Bleak Let's just say that. Leanne uh, Battersby did moan. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time. And the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Mm-hmm.